0: I can't be the only one who's had a quarantine bush get completely out of control. And thank God there was something there to help me. The Lawnmower 3.0 brought to you from our best mates at Manscaped. manscaped Manscaped.com They're offering the deal of the absolute century, just in time for Christmas. It's going to be summer, it's going to be sweaty, you're going to be home among the gum trees but you don't want your dick to be home among the bush. You know what I'm saying? 20% off and free shipping if you use the code Brisbane at Manscaped.com That's the code Brisbane at Manscaped.com
1: Hello Brisbane! Uh... Minister for Sports says Brisbane crowds are consistently the
2: league's
0: biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate-range missile over Brisbane's new bike highest. scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Nashville? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank?
2: You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived there, I needed some 4X. Hello, and welcome
0: to Unpacking Brisbane, and what an absolutely special episode we have for you today. It is the Mangrove's special... To celebrate the release of the album, I'm here with Henry Bretz.
2: Hello. Bassist and vocalist of The Mangroves. Bassist, not racist, as I always say. You you always say that. At the end of every gig, what I'm going to do is walk to the front and say, and remember to all those young kids out there learning to strum, bassist does not mean racist. And then I drive off in my Mercedes Benz. Nice. Okay. Well, that's... Henry's Big Plan, and we're also here
0: today with a prominent racist mm. who isn't a bassist, actually, It's exactly. sort of the inverse, uh, Hamish Lister. Yeah, thank you so much for giving me a platform. <laughs> uh, careful, mate. You're well, you're be a bit ca- short,
2: so we need you to just stand on, <laughs> on <laughs> to get to the mic. Oh, you know, <laughs> it's well, always, actually, and it's that band banter. It's a yeah, band banter. I
0: um, but I, uh, we, we did get Hamish on to ask, um, what's it like being the shortest bloke in the band? I don't think I am. Oh? oh. Am I? Nelson. Nelson's not that short. <laughs> Neither am I <laughs> <laughs> Is this <laughs> why <laughs> you got <laughs> me on here? Maybe Nelson, the maybe
3: Nelson is Maybe Nelson is a bit taller than me Maybe okay. I've made that up in my mind He's oh. got big hair It's because g- he's like good at rock climbing In my mind he- it means he has to be <laughs> what, Quite, quite a, a small character yeah, No, I'm with, with you I'm with yeah, you yeah, and, no. and
0: maybe there's something about Does Nelson have good posture? For I those listening,
2: so. are this is Nelson, our drummer. <laughs> just uh, to not rewind. just like our friend, <laughs> Sorry, Nelson. Haim, hey, just to rewind to something you said before, though, but like, I would think being quite tall would be helpful as a rock climber because you can reach to the next it? rock. No, you need to be quite compact. Well, like the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> you
0: need, need to have a lot of sediment <laughs> built up <laughs> in yourself to be a quality rock climber. But um, no, the only real housekeeping point we have today, and it's sort of borne out by the fact we have Hamish on the show, is the Mangroves have an album out It's very exciting. exciting It's out I'm there very
2: surprised we managed to get past all the sex, drugs and rock and roll to get to these microphones oh, We man. made it through
3: rehab oh, I, <laughs> call, me the,
2: call me the company that produced Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption Ooh. Rockstar baby We're all rock stars here right now Ring-a-ding-ding It's mm. pretty fun Rock climbing stars if you're yeah. our drummer If you're Nelson Who yeah. just built a rock climbing wall in his backyard at his share house Do you reckon they <laughs> Wait, Jeez, And what? where's a share house like? That- in Red Hill. Oh, we'll come fantastic. to that later. He's a good band man, that Nelson. I'm not quite ready to move on the fact that he's made a rock climbing wall. It's insane. If, go follow Nelson on Instagram.
3: Oh. It is wild <laughs> what he forward built to, he, in he his is,
0: house. He is like top three Instagram stories I look forward to. Mm. It is always a deranged new construction, you know.
2: Yeah, and he's constructed a musical gem for us as well. Mm. So, um, Joe mentioned it, guys. The mangrove started as a joke on this podcast. The mangrove started as a dream, as a bit as a riff and that would have been in what june july where we had our Brisbane band special it was may hamish's first i I hadn't i hadn't moved out right it was true actually absolutely so it was still during like COVID lockdown Yeah. yeah so regular listeners will know if this is maybe the first time you've listened to the show welcome Maybe start with a different one. Uh, a bit of backstory. <laughs> this, is a, this is really one for it's people. What, this is a sequel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um,
0: like, yeah, I dived into the Godfather Fart 3 and it didn't make a lot of sense.
1: <laughs> but fart we, 3.
0: Um, yeah, we <laughs> that is the Godfather f- Fart 3.
2: Fuck <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, but yeah, we basically had that podcast, that Brisbane band special, and the premise was Hamish and Joe here know a lot about music. They've had... Um, few bands amongst them in Brisbane, and I didn't, so it was me coming to them saying what does it take to be a perfect Brisbane band? Uh, We mucked around, we Said, here's what we'd name it, here's what the song would sound like, here's what you need to do the rites of passage, play at the Somerville charity event, uh, play at a mate's 21st or an 18th, get a gig at Rick's, all these things. We didn't do heaps of those. Um, we sort of bypassed a whole bunch of them. I mean, you know, we skipped them-
3: most Brisbane bands by writing an album. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> One of the big,
0: I'd say like the eighth step we had was, oh, uh, record and release an EP. And we sort of
2: intentionally skipped that step and went straight into an album. So what it means is that on Spotify, on Apple Music, mm. hell, as Hamish and I were discussing before, amazingly on Instagram, when you film yeah. a little yeah. video. on your
3: Instagram story. You can so actually, yeah. if you
2: guys want to help us out with promo, just do your little Instagram story, music, bang, unpacking Brisbane. There it is. Um, but it's, it's one of the honours of my life to say that we have made an album it's turned about out Brisbane. Humbly, it's turned out weirdly good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As we were recording it started it, I really
0: can't emphasise enough Particularly if anyone Sort of comes in fresh To these songs And like Oh these are pretty good Can't emphasise enough How much of a joke it was I was thinking today It was almost a punchline To us in like May or June or something Of Because I'd written a few songs And we were like oh, What if we made a mangrove song yeah. Imagine if we made, like made a, a band Only about Brisbane God, Imagine mm-hmm. imagine if this was a mangrove Like what would that look like Yeah
2: and it looks fine. It started as a, it looks good. a comedy album. And then we said, and we were saying this as we recorded the album a few weeks ago, we want to trick you into feeling yeah. something. Yeah, We want you to start this album going, oh yeah, I love a bit of Brisbane. But I think in my mind, it's an incomplete love story to our city. Yeah, because, And only incomplete in it's that. the first chapter. There's more to come. There's more to say. Uh, but I, uh, we'll get into this later. Um, I'm not a musical guy, I've never been in a band before. And as a narcissist that really bugged me because I'd always go to mm. concerts and say, geez, you know, you get the last with stand up comedy, but no one adores a stand up comedian. There's not that out there's, there's no of-
3: one asking the- to carry your mic home after.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what I'd say the biggest difference is though, Henry, is most people think they're funny. Yeah. So when you get up there and do stand-up, people are like, oh, good on you for getting up there, but you're just a bit better at something I believe I can do. Yeah. Whereas with music, it's most people level. know
3: that they yeah. can't play the drums. Mind or you, everyone bass. has an opinion. Yeah. It's, a oh, bit, it's the same with comedy, but everyone thinks they've got a good taste in music. I'd actually hmm. say even more
0: egregiously than comedy, everyone is convinced they have a unique... Independent, forward-thinking taste in music. That's that. It's exactly. And then you look at their most listened, and it's Kanye, Tame Impala, and
2: Taylor Swift. Everyone mm. thinks they know music better than anyone else, mm. but everyone thinks they can do. And it's crazy that we got yeah, the yeah, three the guys split. that do actually know music together <laughs> in a band. It's
3: amazing,
0: incredible three, guys, three funny hot legends who know music and comedy. <laughs> Ladies,
2: we're all taken now. What a sh- disaster! <laughs> <laughs> well, we should Nelson say single? what's what's better than Brisbane is the name of the album. Um, Maybe go listen to it before you listen to this episode because it's oh, yeah. going to be if a bit listen, of a commentary it's a, it's, it's a bit of director's commentary, of,
0: you know. Yeah, and, and the album is 37 minutes long, mm. so it's the length of a real album. Um, but yeah, go, go listen to the album if you want and then come back or if you want a weird amount of background on the album and then to listen to it, do that. Which I sometimes don't often. mind. I often I would, do that, like I'll read a Pitchfork article It's <laughs> like this retrospective about some Fleetwood yeah. Mac album I have not listened to. And you read the whole backstory, then you listen to it, <laughs> you're like, oh, it's fine. It's like, it's like doing a bit of
3: research on a on a city before you go there. So you true. Yeah. You enjoy it Like more.
0: doing some research. I mean, this would be great research on Brisbane. Which I never do. I actually sent a link to the album um, to a friend of mine in Sydney, who, uh, in a rare twist, has an opinion on music that I actually really respect. Uh, and he goes... A lot of the Brisbane references were a little lost on me, but I'm sure it'll click when I come up and visit. Oh. So yeah. if you need a statement on the accessibility of the album, but how it would work as a tour guide to Brisbane, yeah. good.
3: But it might be a bit lost on you so if you don't live here. So I, I don't a but a bit. on that, I like, you know, we've been doing a bit of promo on our Instagram stories, talking the album mm. up and everything. And you can see who's then going and following the band Instagram page. There was this guy I met at kick-ons last year in the the Netherlands from Ireland I've never met I met him like once we had a drunk conversation followed each other on Instagram he's now following the band so Keenan why the fuck are you following (laughs) this band I'm glad that you are but it's just not for you mate
2: This is for you, Keenan. this is a PSA
3: um, And that's what you want to
0: say about your album, we want to make that clear, it's not for you No, it's not it's for not you It's not
3: for a lot of people If you don't get it, it's not for you Yeah, yeah.
2: anyone who doesn't like it, oh, it's not for you <laughs> um, So we're going to dive in a little bit with a few stories about uh, how the album came to be So, all albums have a story behind them, I assume, yeah. this is the first album I've been involved in But Same Ours began. I think ours, I mean, obviously, we've spoken about the podcast, mm. uh, but ours began on, um, in on, earnest. On, yeah. On September
0: 11th. Yep. 2001.
3: When the world changed forever.
0: <laughs> yeah. And three guys
2: were watching it that day. Mm. I was five and I said, I'm going to rebuild those towers. And mum said, You don't know anything about construction. I said, Not with cement, not with hammers, with music. Mm. And that's sort of what, what we've my done. mum said.
0: Well, I said the same thing. I was like, I'm going to rebuild those towers. And she goes, You don't, uh, don't understand construction. And I said, You don't understand life. Whoa, wow. It's awesome. Like, John Lennon. It's
3: just crazy what we could have done if
0: we weren't in a COVID world. That's, oh, that's cool.
3: It would have been a double album. We'd be album. in
0: Wembley right now.
3: Just. <laughs> if it wasn't. Sliding I, like, this doors. Is
0: if we don't do well as a band, <laughs> let's just insist it was COVID, mm. despite the fact it's like December 2020 in Australia and it's sort of over. <laughs> we are the vaccine. Yeah, these so, these songs
2: we have we've given you eleven vaccines. Mm. Hey, how Pfizer? good would the band the vaccines be feeling right now? Oh, ugh, real good. Although if you Google them right now, you are fucked. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say they've got they've kind of They're had actually, a new yeah, cycle stolen a bit. It's like it's like oh the cure for COVID a mangrove.
3: <laughs> oh <laughs> shit, the cure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh the cure. <laughs> yeah, I got the cure. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Friday I'm in love, great song. Still got COVID though.
2: <laughs> All right, so Story. we. Story. It, it, it had um, the first jam. That I actually wasn't at I think I was yeah. like, uh, Con- Conveniently
3: was a- <laughs> At the start The first couple of rehearsals When we're kind of like Writing the album mm-hmm. Henry was just like I can't make it guys Can we push it back And we're like No nah, yeah, I, I think, think, think we'll just write it I think- can't remember what I had on uh, You had uh, Some of the Terrace Boys graduation
0: I think yep. you were moving out of Kent time? Street No really? no, the no? Was, uh, no The first time was No the first time was Pocalypse. Yeah. I thought the second time Was a bit of a crap excuse Right but the first time I was like, oh, God, you, yeah. You were, you were moving a couch out of Kent Street. Oh, that no, yeah, you had to go back to, to help. help out yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but it was probably, and I hate to say, it, a little bit of a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Because it meant, particularly at the first rehearsal, we got to motor through we and about write six about songs. six songs in yeah. two hours. Without being a distract. And then Henry came in and we could just go
2: hey, mate, these are the songs, these are the bass parts, away you go. Because I remember you showing me the voice memos at that day and being truly shocked that, yeah, as you said, well, New Farm Park, Salisbury... Red Hill. Red Hill, what's, what's better, Winham, like, Brisbane, Wynnum. Yeah, heaps of the songs actually came out At least, At
3: least half of the album came from that yeah. one mm. rehearsal. And that, that was such a fun rehearsal as oh. well. We all just walked in I, and we are like, I, there's no bad ideas right yeah. now. Let's just... It's quantity over I'm quality I'm unfortunately still convinced That
0: that rehearsal's the best we've ever sounded I know I don't know, that's the most <laughs> naff band Well, I wasn't thing. there, so
2: uh, <laughs> Thanks for that <laughs> It was one variable um, I was playing the couch at Kent Street, apparently <laughs> Awesome, my instrument I, playing... I will point out as well that the room where that uh, jam happened Was that was that now my room? Yeah, was no first, it, was,
3: it, used, was, yeah. it was
0: the day before you moved into this house And two days after Hattie had moved out So it was actually so fortuitous that we chose to rehearsal on that weekend because that was really the only time we could dedicate
2: and use that room as a band so you'd say that there was kind of a musical inevitability to me living in that room yeah i would say that i think there was this (laughs) that's exactly what we're saying that's exactly (laughs) the spirit of bernard fanning was living in the walls long may he reign. (laughs)
0: um one briefly it's not even that funny story but when we jammed um hamish's girlfriend came over Caitlin, friend of the show and friend of ours uh, and she brought this sparkling bottle of natural wine or something and we were like yeah we could, we could have a bit of a wine before we rehearse and I think she'd shaken it up on the walkover so she opened it and I've never seen a bottle Lose 100% of its contents Being sprayed <laughs> everywhere It cost but like 40 it, bucks it went, Oh yeah This was a cheap little one This like a nice How did she get on, here On a
3: pogo stick
0: <laughs> <laughs> She was trying to build oh. up Her steps on her Apple Watch and so See, it
3: was I, just When you started that story Joe I thought you were going to talk about How Nelson brought Langos yeah, To the yeah,
0: first, too, first on, what? Yeah my stomach was Fucking nightmare of sparkling wine And Langos <laughs> at 11am Going oh yeah, let's yeah Real out. rock he's and like, roll
2: He's like that's our band name Isn't it No 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 I thought we were the, mangro- oh, we were the, oh, the Langos. Langos. <laughs> They're our, um, our Hungarian oh, A couple of
0: Milton Langos over here. A <laughs> <laughs> couple of Lilton Langos. Last one, libraries.
2: <laughs> but you guys touched on it. I wasn't at those first few months. No. And we've discussed this on Unpacking Brisbane several times. But I did not know how to play an instrument. No. And I always wanted to be in a band. I was always sad that I couldn't be. But I played clarinet for a bit back in school. Not a huge demand for that in rock bands. Also no, I didn't I'll, rehearse and Barry Bobart was always very mad. Which he had the most jazz band conductor name I've ever heard. Look at me now, Barry.
0: It, was, it literally sounds like a commander command. Alright guys, we need a little bit more of Barry Bobart. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. My my last band being Year Five Blue Wind. Uh, I this is pretty exciting for me. But yeah, so Joe and, and Hamish made the point that the bass it is, it is the easiest. easiest to learn. It is the easiest to play um,
3: competently. Yeah. Let's, now the bass level. Here. When you see like a really good bass player, you're like, damn, you can get really good at that instrument,
2: but mm. there's a lot of people who just aren't, and they get yeah. away with it. So here's what I want to ask you guys. Yeah. Now that we've recorded the album, and along the way, I was pretty much cards on the table saying, listen, I know I've just learned this. Joe, being a very good friend, has trained me in this to the degree needed, but... I was always saying, you know, tell me if you want to play the part or tell me if you want to kick me out and get a real basis. because this band is going from being a joke to something where you guys were clearly getting very excited and passionate. Mm. H- how did I go? You can be honest. <laughs> 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 that is the longest pause
0: has ever been on Unpacking Brisbane. No, it was actually great. <laughs> uh, it was very good. Um, and, uh, it was... For those songs as well, it was exactly what we needed. You wrote very yeah. easy it's, it's the, But it's the only compliment you can ever really give to a song, and this just sounds wanky, is it was perfect. That part was perfect for what the song was. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Mangroves
3: aren't a band that needs some like flowing bass no. line. You know, it's, it's a very stripped back kind of You look sound, yeah. at the bass lines and the bass parts of other stuff, and you go, oh, look... That's not complicated <laughs> at all. Henry could play that. It also ended up with, like, one of my favourite parts of the album in, un- uh, yeah. in What's Better Than Brisbane. Henry just forgot the bass line <laughs> in between the first... After the first chorus and going into the second verse. And it sounded so much better than with the bass
2: keeping on going. Yeah. We, we come off we come off recording and Cam, who we'll speak about later, hmm. who produced the album, was goes, Henry, that was awesome how you decided <laughs> to cut the bass between the chorus <laughs> and the second verse because it now it really kicked in with the second verse and there was that kind of rawness to the guitar in that interim. And I was like, yeah, thanks, Cam. You know, I just kind of try to think about what sounds good in my head. I'm like, mate, what the fuck? I just forgot to play. I was trying to have some water because I, I was I fucking think tired, took, I think
0: bro. it took Cam a couple of hours to figure out that he'd never played the bass
3: before. Wait, when Because he, he's like a bass player and he's like, oh, I've got this really nice uh, P bass, you know.
0: He's,
2: he's you know, trying, trying to talk to get, me about bass. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, sure, same here, man.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he... Um, my favourite thing was when he handed you the cable. <laughs> he just didn't know what to do with it <laughs> no. or where to plug it in.
2: I didn't know anything.
0: <laughs> there you go, Henry. There you go. Play some bass, mate. Oh. Um, yeah, She's no. Careful. But no, in, like in oh, all honesty, yeah. it
3: turned out great. Yeah. I think it turned
2: out great. Um, there, There's nothing I would change. It's also like, I feel like, is it a good thing that I don't really notice the bass? I feel like the bass is meant to kind of be a background player a bit.
0: The bass is something... I'd never like to notice it all that much unless it's like a Paul McCartney really melodic bass line. It Mm. irks me when, unless... Unless it's like a funk song, the bass is too obvious.
2: What I did, what I did notice was there was a song I listened to the other day because I'm now listening and going, mm. "Oh, try to listen for the bass." You know, the brotherhood of bass, where you all support each other. Listen, the is not racist. Text bass, each other, the bassists real. not racist. We always yeah, text, text weak each weak other speak. like, "How great are other cultures?" Because we all just share not racist stuff. The bass. <laughs> but he, um, I was listening to a stumbling the Powderfinger song from oh, yeah. from the Vulture Street album, uh, and they they're just at the breakdown bit after like the second chorus or something. Bernard Fanning just goes, bass, do-do-do, like sense the <laughs> word bass. And in my head, I was like, oh, geez, that's a song where you don't want to fuck it up. Oh, like, that's what you really want to of fingers. You want to be on top of your bass in that Powder finger song. That's if, when- the, if the lead singer just draws all attention to you by saying the word bass. <laughs> Which I thought was fun.
0: That's where you don't want to have the strategic Maybe I'll just stop playing here and get some water. <laughs> <laughs> He's a, a genius. Here we go. Bass. Base. Rickets in the call out. Um, um, but Henry, I would yeah, I would give you Like an
2: eight out of ten. Oh wow, thank you. As in like it's incredible. It's not the best bass An playing eight. I've ever heard. Um, or as the note is uh, a C, a C. Oh
0: yeah, one last note I, on that because yep. we never taught Henry the actual notes of the bass. No, nope. <laughs> what I did to teach him to play was just take the lowest, the lowest E string, and it has frets one to twelve, and I just go to Henry. All right, this song is. Three seven five
3: ten. Henry would be like, "Oh, Joe, did you bring the sheet music?" And Joe just bring out like a page, handwritten note. Eight five six.
2: It works. It works. Me being like five 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 eight ten. Five 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 eight ten. You give it away. All right, now we. We did a few rehearsals at a studio in Bowen Hills as well. Uh yeah. called via, via Studios. Via um, Studios.
0: They're good. They have a lot of heavy metal bands. (laughs) yeah. So I always felt super intimidated walking in. It's very intimidating.
2: It's a really intimidating place, but... Paint a picture. It's like a warehouse. Narrow, plasterboard walls that is just studio on top of the other studio on top of the other studio and whatnot. Very dark, kind of grungy area. Walking around with guys who I don't think were playing. They were just guys who looked like reincarnated Bowies, kind of pottering about with long beards. And your classic,
0: like, super long hair, long beard, 28 to 32-year-old guy. Cargo pants And some sort of Death metal shirt Where I'm like I don't think you have a job There's like six
2: Taragos Parked at the front (laughs) At all times But we Everyone's um, always asking To borrow a pick
1: Yeah Like no
2: Bring your own Obviously we played there Because Neighbours and whatnot And I Would be late Because I was finishing work At seven And I'd come there And very welcomed As I was to the band The guys would kind of Just make up musical terms To throw me And make me feel like I was behind Now you might notice Keen observers Who have listened to the album already Will see DC2F Records Was the uh, so is, is our uh, Publisher I Yeah well
0: when you When you upload an album They make you Pick a record label And they're like If you don't have one just Fine Sony They come here i like Oh cool Universal music um, But no I put down DC2F Records Which was a term that genuinely helped us who knew what it meant, but then we realised Henry was a bit too late and didn't know what it meant, and so we kept it from him until the last day of recording as a special treat.
2: Yeah. So I just like, Now, do you remember what it is? It's double chorus to finish. Good. Yeah. Mm. So it's DC2F, the two being yep. for the word two, not the number. But yeah, just the whole time of walking gear to just hearing Hamish be like, all right, guys, yep, we're going to do Expo uh, 88, uh, DC2F. And I'd be like, Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. awesome. Uh-huh. Here's one, guys. What's a note? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Come on. I actually remember anyone who's listened
0: to the first the episode where we came out with the mangroves from May will remember Hamish and I playing something and Henry going, dude, that's it. A- that Majors and Minors
3: It's yeah. pretty
0: nice Majors and
2: Minors here's, here's what I promise To our audience If you listen You're getting your money's worth For Majors you and Minors You are minus. getting hey, A shitloads of them There's a few
3: more Majors a Than Minors
0: I would say it's probably <laughs>
2: Major album But you are getting Majors and Minors A few Majors A few of them discharged Because of you know Some things in the Defence <laughs> no, yeah. Force yeah. We don't <laughs> couple, um, need to go <laughs> um, into A yeah, couple yeah. of A few of our Majors And a few Minors as well Yeah, A couple
0: of Afghani Minors And Australian Majors That's bad luck
2: The Majors of the Defence Force And the Minors of Afghanistan no no, the DC2F no.
3: was just a bit of blooding.
2: <laughs> oh, DC2F. It
0: sounds mate. like you know. Oh, I was in um, you know, the special infantry unit, SI2, um, nicknamed DC2F. It's mm. like double kills to finish. Or now, something. when you guys
2: said I had to get my first kill to be allowed to be in the <laughs> band, that's when I started to raise issues with the culture within the mangroves band. Yeah,
0: and I did want to raise that with you guys. There's this pervasive culture of um, toxic masculinity that runs mm. through our group. I blame Nelson. <laughs> now Nelson's not he's here, not with here. Us today, so uh,
2: and I can only assume he's out there being sexist or something. I really think the culture of the band. You've mentioned Nelson. We should say, on oh, I was listening back a little bit to the Brisbane band special, and I said to you guys, what is the one? Because you said a bit of a hallmark of Brisbane bands when they start out is that not everyone is good. There's one person who's exceptional, and I said who would that need to be usually, and you guys both said the drummer. Mm. Nelson took this shit to the next level. This guy, he's not here right now, so we'll imagine he reads this.
3: this. Nelson is the most talented musician I've ever met. A genius. This guy, now, you'll hear the drums Nelson on the album. He should be paid $3,000 a day to be a session he player. Could, yeah, he could be a session player in LA, he but he's in the
2: mangroves. Now not, not only does he play the drums, hand percussion, so yep. we're talking like. Also, the if shaky anyone one, thinks tambourine is easy. Pick one up And
3: play it in time To a song that's remotely fast Your hand will fucking drop off
0: He did yeah. the piano He did
2: like the he harmonica just, We did
3: like some demos And then Nelson would just Text us in the middle of the night And be like Guys I figured out the line On tin whistle And just oh, like- <laughs>
0: I've never felt more validated In songs than sh- Sending a shitty little Acoustic demo And Nelson going No worries There you go I've got the piano Tin whistle And harmonica part <laughs> It's so validating And me being like How do I put on the strap <laughs> <laughs> oh, What's a tune up
2: uh-huh. Actually, no, that like, smells in the kitchen. Guys, Come on! At, at one of the first Vio rehearsals, I was standing next to Hamish and just put the strap of the bass around oh, my around neck it. without having it down my side, uh, and it's just hanging there like a big necklace. <laughs> sort of thing. And Hamish, Hamish is like, "Do you want to like put that strap on properly?" And I, like, tried to combat the DC two F energy of making me feel unwelcome, I was like, "No, nah, I'm just gonna um, I'm gonna neck it." <laughs> I think I'm going <laughs> to neck a oh, this bass. So I play it. This is my technique. <laughs> when you guys come to a live show, you can see me neck mm. a bass. It's a bass is heavy. It's so much weight to put on your neck.
0: I still am a bit sore. There's a reason you play it on your shoulder. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm hurting. Mm. I still do. Um, but, yeah, so we, we rehearsed, rehearsed for the album. We didn't really have that many rehearsals. but We had maybe,
2: like, three. Three. They're breathtakingly uncomplicated songs. And then um, um, we decided it was time to head to... Yeah. Get the one man involved who we needed. Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith. Not the rugby league <laughs> Not legend. a joke. Not it's the <laughs> golfer. Our producer Cameron Smith. Yeah. His actual name. The third great Queenslander. Mm. In- is Cameron,
0: is the golfer a Queenslander as well?
2: He's an Aussie. I'm not mm. sure if it's Queensland. I, I think it might be. But anyway, right. so... At least Cameron Smith, ours, is the third great Australian. Now, Cameron had worked with Joe before. Yes. When Joe was a <laughs> sprightly paper tiger. Sprightly <laughs> paper yeah, tiger.
3: Going into it, Joe was like, this guy's tough, guys. Yeah. You know, he's, he's pretty quiet, pretty stoic. He's going to, like, give us a tough time, like, but I remember, it'll come out good. I remember particularly
0: in our first AP, I think, because Cam... He was a tough nut to crack, I felt at the time. Um, And so I was warning... He was a lot better at when we did our second EP, but he was a tough nut to crack. So I was warning all the boys of the band, like, guys, just, you know, if you don't... If he says two words to us all day, don't be worried about it. Like, we'll be fine. It's going to be okay. Get in there. He's one of the most outgoing... Loves a laugh, close up ever met. Cheery. So I'm starting to think he just didn't like me personally yeah. in 2015.
3: Shock horror! A bunch of 15 year olds in his house playing ukulele sonnets <laughs> hey, in we, French.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, we paid him, mate. I don't, I don't need, I don't like this personality tax. For no, Cam. I think that I think yeah. you
2: paid him in the same way that you paid for your Uber Eats for two years. <laughs> I, 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 I reckon Pete and Nadine Dwyer might have had something covers, to do covers with covers it. My album. <laughs> oh, but
0: no. Um, Cam is. An absolute legend. Like technically, he was a just a genius. The, technically, he was just the engineer, but
2: like he became the full-on producer, giving notes about like what to add in and stuff. We'll, we'll talk about it when we do the song mm. breakdowns. But there are a lot of things he personally I contributed. God, but we, funny, we craved his attention. Craved. Oh, uh, the- uh, uh, it, it
0: felt. Can. I mean, I felt like a fifteen-year-old because that's where I
3: was last time. Of just like if- I want him to look at me and smile so. Fucking bad. If we bit. got a chuckle out of him at like a lyric or something, yeah. God, that felt good. He, I think mm-hmm. he, in the chorus of Salisbury House Warehouse, the first time he s- saw it,
0: looked over and laughed a bit. Yeah, and I was like, I could die tomorrow. Yeah, yeah good. The best. When yeah, when, was when
3: Nelson was playing the piano in Regatta. Ham got out his phone and took a video and Joe and I were like grabbing each other like oh Oh my god he's having a good time. He
0: loved Nelson. Recording people do. They had half a morning together when we were all a bit lazy and Nelson was just doing hand percussion.
2: I think they really got to some deep shit. Yeah. They seemed to really be close. I think they learned some stuff now. Um, We we didn't have the rock and roll start that we maybe expected. We... um, so we rock up to the house in Cooper where the studio is underneath, and he's built this state of the art thing under his house. Um, and we're like, all right, man, Joe's warned us this is like one of the guy. He's worked with Violent Soho, he's worked with Velociraptor. Yeah. Like, this is a guy who's really. A lot of like Daisy Death Ray is like, yeah, he's yeah. done Most his Most big Brisbane bands, he worked on them in their first couple of years. like, all right, man, here we go. And we walk into the front yard and sort of make a bit of noise and knock. Two year old child just comes out, <laughs> down the stairs, being like, look at my dolls, and having a. And we are. Kind of trying to remove our aura of band. I'm like, oh, hello, hello, was, hello. There was a moment I was like, Joe, you've given us the wrong address. I literally we're just thought at, we're this this at the person's right house. Person's house on a
3: Saturday morning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine like if you're just like, oh, sweetheart, um, I think someone's downstairs and it's four dudes with guitars. Just be like, hello, is this uh Cam Smith's house? <laughs> no, Jonathan Thurston's recording studio's around the block. You fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be so annoyed. <laughs>
2: So we then um we we I then met by Cam who brings us aside and yeah I think Cam also as well not only was it musical stuff he's getting involved in just turned out that naturally he was obviously following U.S. politics um yeah which at, the, at that weekend I believe was coming off the back of the election yep. uh, so yeah so the election was on the Tuesday on the Tuesday and we were caught on the Saturday so two bits of history that week and we we were very <laughs> much just important. like niggling away at having getting little stories and you know where I thought we won his trust a little bit is when he started giving us snide little comments without naming the about like what some Other bands have done And stuff like oh, that Oh yeah We got a bit of A bit of He's g- like I can't name the bands well, But this guitarist Sucks in the studio well, yeah. well, Didn't they try to get some There was He was telling us a story About like lawyers Getting involved In certain songs No of, like, yeah. An ex-band member Yeah or, it was uh, was, it was, it was it Royal Blood it Royal Blood Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's,
3: Cam would Cam was recording Something from Royal Blood them When they
2: were touring Yeah
3: Australia, and, 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 and like an ex-band member Was suing them For the rights To one of the songs Or mm. something mm. And that guy's lawyers Reached out to Cam was like, is there anything on mic, you know, off off take? That maybe where they were like, hey, let's play Johnny's song now. That kind mm. of, like, gotcha moment. Which is why yeah.
0: whenever we recorded any of our songs, I said, now let's play Joe's music and lyrics for mm. <laughs> <laughs> every single song. Just yeah. so I'm you like, guys- Joe, why are you saying that about my song? <laughs> Joe, I wrote all of this
2: one, no? Why I would counter by loudly being like, why have you got the Copyright Act printed in full <laughs> sitting next to you there, Joe? Uh, you're not researching how to evade future lawsuit, are uh, you? <laughs> but, what- future crimes now we've um <laughs> we've danced around the genius of nelson but nelson is like many genius and eccentric and there was a oh god yeah. wonderful wonderful moment when we arrived and he was setting up his drum kit and and i mentioned before this guy nelson is just building stuff in his backyard mm. he's a he i think he would built a wooden guitar a a um, a, a stand, i am always yeah, it,
3: surprised by nelson you well, think you, you know the man he Rocks up to rehearsal with Langos. He builds a rock wall in his backyard. And Nelson
2: has been setting up his drum kit and then lets out. It is a, a very a calm chi- guy. like a childlike <gasps> yell of glee, and, and I was like, oh ecstasy! What's happened? He's thought of a new way to do the song, or he's yeah. Found I thought it was actually important. Yeah, and then he just reaches <laughs> into the drum, pulls it, and he the goes pulls out <laughs> his arm, and he goes. My scarf <laughs> To reveal a scarf That he lost I think he goes My favourite like, scarf My favourite well. <laughs> scarf as oh, has more scarf than one scarf collection yeah.
0: That he presumably has In Queensland <laughs> I think he lost it Like two or three years ago Yeah yeah, yeah. wondering Where that is In for his drum God, God. Hamish Didn't you also say That Nelson one day Rocked up to rehearsal Really really sad Lamenting the loss Of his <laughs> driving gloves <laughs> Or he was like,
3: uh, Oh shit. I left my Chinese fan at
2: home before the
0: gig
3: <laughs> <He> <laughs> How is, am I gonna cool
2: off during oh, this? I love that man. And we um but we were something that is only tangentially related to what happened, but we we were there for we were there for two whole days, and they were long days. Which, in the context of recording an album, we moved at lightning speed. Like especially oh. for me, who hadn't done it yeah. before, I just couldn't believe that when I was like, "Okay, so we're we gonna do it again." And Joe'd be like, nah, I think it's down.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: We we'll were just moving like on.
3: truly doing single takes.
0: Yeah, and like- that was that was the beauty of Cam is. I think he realised pretty quickly that we're not here to perfectionist build an album. It's like, was that good enough? Yeah, move on. Yeah, exactly. So set, the almost the message of this album is quantity over quality, mm. and any quality is like a happy
2: accident. Yeah, yeah. and we we basically were there, for, we we're there for a long time, so it did become like a home over that weekend in this room for hours upon hours. But we went to lunch, uh, Cooper is Square. And just to clear the head a bit, again, this is only somewhat related to, but I thought it was interesting. We went to this Vietnamese restaurant for lunch at Cooper is square. Now the service was questionable. Mm. The boys all order first. I go up and I was like, oh, hi, can I just order this? And the girl goes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she seemed like fairly uninterested and was like, okay, fine. Yeah, I'll get you this. And then a few of them were trying to like work out the till at the same time. So she was only like half paying attention Mm. to me. And then I was like, oh, and also could I please get a, um, uh creaming soda she goes oh what i was like oh creaming soda please i goes, mean
0: it is a jarring
2: order it is a bit, jarring yes. and i was like oh a creaming soda please I <laughs> and she goes oh which one's that and i was like oh just that one like the pink and they've done the thing at the restaurant where they've lined up all the drinks across the board and she goes mm. oh yeah sweet and they just hands me that <laughs> creaming soda and i just look at her i go as incredulous as in I've a ever been a whole can of creaming like, soda in summer i was like have you got a cold one? And she goes, (laughs) oh, yeah, cool. And then just puts that one back and goes and gets the cold one for me. (laughs) She wanted uh, that exact one. Yeah.
0: I've I've never seen someone look angrier about me ordering chicken cashews. Mm. She was like, what do you have? And I was like, oh, chicken cashews. She was like, ugh. I think in the back of her mind, it was like, yeah, that'd be right.
2: I think this is why yeah. hey, there Whitey. was a pace and aggression to the music is because I was pissed off a bit. Yeah, yeah we, a we recorded our soda. nastiest
1: Yeah, it's
2: was great. But what we thought we'd do now is give you guys a bit of a track-by-track breakdown of the album, a bit of a director's commentary, so we said.
0: A bit self-indulgent, but we'll give you the stories associated with the song and the stories behind the song.
2: And all of that after we hear from our good friends at Manscaped. Well... spoken a lot about music today, specifically mangroves. They're in the swamp, they're in the marsh, they're prickly and wiry. But I'll tell you what you don't want to resemble a mangrove. It's a quarantine bush. It's that little bit of hair, or sometimes a lot of bit of hair, that hides in the crevices of your undiggy pants. So that's why we wanna talk about what we've been talking about for a while now, Manscaped.
0: And I think and support. And Manscaped does that for you with their incredible technology. Let's talk of Walmart 3.0 and it's the
2: next generation of all and everything. Yeah, in fact, Manscaped is on a mission to change the way you approach care for your balls. And great news, uh, their products are available in Australia. Um, like, let's not forget, it's the best trimmer for your butt, your balls, your body. And they've got they've got a crop care kit, which includes the crop preserver ball deodorant. I realised, Henry, my balls have never smelled amazing. At Mate. best, they've been
0: okay. Oh. This... Manscaped makes them smell bloody amazing.
2: Mate, I've, I was using I've used the deodorant regularly. I do use it a lot, but mainly after I've gone for a run. Yeah. And like you and are he... underneath your balls can see a funny. Thug- Oh, absolutely nothing happens and down there. The
0: has recognised that and done it's
2: just the all time solid. Yeah, no, nah, it's unreal. And they've got that refined cologne. It's a cost effective way to smell clean and fresh for a date. If you're going on a date, if you're going to Beccafino's, make sure your balls are Beccafino. Absolutely. And if you use the code Brisbane. Hamish, hey, how are your pubes?
3: Trimmed. Oh, oh We Let him borrow
0: our trimmer. That's We're a manscaped man. Over. Real friends
3: share. Yeah, 100 oh, yeah. percent
0: Buy your own for Christmas if you want, but real friends do share. Uh, so use the discount code Brisbane at yeah. checkout to get twenty percent off from free
2: shipping. Yeah, manscaped.com um, is manscaped.com. where you want to go and Haim's gonna give us a little uh little bit of a tune and we'll we we'll just we think that deserves some song. Yeah. That I when I I've got balls Haim, this trimmed man I wanna sing. Groves, Manscaped. Mm. Let's do it. It's the collab we needed. My balls were hairy,
0: was really scary. I needed a trimmer to be a winner. My balls were scary. I needed some manscaping.
2: I had my mother over for dinner. She said, you smell like a sinner. There's hair coming out of you like a werewolf of London. And I'm done with you are on
0: my balls and i need to trim them i got pubes all on my face it's long no time baby so
2: don't do what's wrong and go to manscaped.com you get 20% off and free shipping do it now you don't know what you're missing trim 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 those balls trim them all
0: Go to Manscaped.com, 20% up, Brisbane. I'm here with Joe and Henry and we're on Cubes. But what's
3: better than Brisbane? What's better than I'm, my I'm knees. What's better than Brisbane? What's better
0: than you and me? So everyone, that was just a bit of the track opener of the album, What's Better Than Brisbane, the title track, What's Better Than Brisbane, written by our very own Hamish Litster. Yes. Tell us about
3: it, man. Tell us about it I <laughs> don't know I mean, honestly I feel like every single person You run into from school or uni Is like, yep moving to Sydney next year moving to Melbourne um, I don't know The song's about that Everyone talks about you got to get out of Brisbane you got to get out of Brisbane yeah. But my question is What's better? Why? Absolutely Yeah And what is better than Brisbane? Because I put Budapest up there Oh, Sagreb um, Leip- Leipzig <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: Hungary can be good uh, For the Langos, obviously Uh, Slovenia as a country in general pretty good what I like about um, the opening song is it's more so than um, any other song on the album it's a mission statement it obviously has Mm. Brisbane in the title we are saying what's better than Brisbane it's that love story to the city and it's also not just an ode to our city but it is an attack on every other one and I think something that is hard to overstate is that we open our album about Brisbane saying fuck every other capital city so
0: fuck Melbourne literally Fuck Sydney, fuck Hobart, Adelaide, Perth, all of them. All
2: yeah. of them can go fuck themselves. Um, did you and intend it? Did you intend it to be like this? Because um, it's kind of a headbangery. Did you? Was it always going to be that aggressive? No, not at all. I
3: mean, the, when we like came up with it at the first rehearsal, it was just kind of like it was almost more of a love song. It was kind. It started off as a bit like your girlfriend's moving to Sydney and she's yeah, like, it was, it was, "Come, come with me. Like we can make it work. I want to live on Bondi Beach." And you're like. No, why would I leave Brisbane? But mm. then it's turned into like mm.
2: a lot a more sneering, heavy and angry.
3: Yeah. You know, I like starting the album
0: at quite a bitter place. Yeah. Because yeah. then it gets a lot cheerier later on. I swear it, we're
3: not this jaded. <laughs> yeah. if, if you only listen to What's Better Than Brisbane, you'd be like, "Gee, fuck happened to these guys? Well, I've, oh. I've, I've loved some of the reactions, though, when a lot of people like Ollie in front of the Show, was, was like, oh, okay, you know, we'll, we'll listen to some of the album, but... Don't put it all on. Yeah, and yeah. we start with what's better than Brisbane, and Ollie's like, "Fuck, oh, fuck it's actually all right, good, pretty good. I think, yeah, I think
2: it's good, and I think I like you know you go, oh okay, it's going to be an album about Brisbane. It's called What's Better Than Brisbane. First song's What's Better Than Brisbane, but the first city you hear referred to is Melbourne, Where? which I, no, I like, just like just as, as a tonally Melbourne. like a oh yeah. Australia is so obsessed with fetishising Melbourne and Sydney, and I think it kind of spits in the face yeah. of that. Of that, yeah. it's just she said she's moving to Melbourne. She says she wants some better coffee. It just yeah. immediately kind of kicks them in the face. So nah, it's a great way Fuck to work. whoever that hypothetical girl is, am I right? And the bass sounds great.
3: <laughs> Monday mornings in a Red Hill
2: Uh, Joe Redhill Sharehouse. Now, I think this was one of the first songs written, the first song I'll tell you, it was the first yeah. complete song written. And I'm Hacking Brisbane listeners would have heard a snippet of this at the end mm. of season two. Um, <laughs> mate, how'd you write the anthem? Uh, I sat down and wrote it in about
0: 10 minutes, which I'm pretty happy with because I think it's a good tune but
3: 35 shorter than John Lennon I'd wrote Imagine. <laughs> and, I, and, I w- and I would say it's better. I'd, I'd, I'd
0: say it's at least a quarter as good.
3: <laughs> I tell you what, it was that first rehearsal when we were like playing it along and then Jack was walking past and he's kind of humming it to himself yeah. already. I'm like, fuck, this and is then, pretty catchy. Then, mm. Yeah,
0: no, listening listening to him hum it to himself. And even just like when we played a couple of these songs up at Henry's Farm for some of our friends, just seeing at the very least, it's a very catchy tune. Um, but the song is about... Um, it's from the perspective of a guy who's uh, lived in a Red Hill share house in the 70s and and now he's really old you know been away since 1980 and he's come back and the face of the city's changed that's a weird thing that runs through the album (laughs) is we seem so I think it was my mum or someone who was like you guys are nostalgic for a purity of time that you're living right now. <laughs> like, I'm I'm writing this album for my kids. I'm writing it for my kids so they can understand what <laughs> why I'm going to be feeling the way I'm feeling when I'm like 60. Yeah. But it is a weird time. But yeah, Red Hill Sharehouse is about that. Um, Hamish came up with the idea of adding some synth at the end and the big sing-along chorus. But yeah, when we did it at the first rehearsal, I was also... It was the first sense I had that like, oh, we can go from writing funny
2: little Jake can you imagine this was a mangrove song in your bedroom to sounding quite good as a band yeah. I think you touched on it, Hamish it's that idea that yeah I think Georgia was the same I reckon she'd overheard it on singing in the room heard the voice memo and just heard a bit of it on the podcast and knew every word to the chorus yeah. already it really is that and we we play on that in that we've Gang vocal The um, choruses yeah. at the end It is, from, it is built from To be designed. It's minute, obviously the closer the Of the songs, live gigs
0: The song's three minutes long From one minute twenty It's just the chorus Repeated <laughs> There's a verse <laughs> and, and a bridge And fuck it's good <laughs> oh, That's catchy
2: And I like The guitar solo in It It just uh, soars So get uh. around that one Especially if you've lived In a Red Hill share house It might bring a tear To the eye <laughs>
3: Now, this one's by Henry. Hey, well, he wrote sung yeah, yeah, wrote some lyrics and then he took it to Joe and said, <laughs> how do I play the bass and uh, yeah. turn this into a song? But
0: at, uh, Joey who put together the three most basic chords in music history to make Yeah, Good, Thanks, an
2: anthem about running into mates from school oh, and having an awkward chat. Can, can I say, its it, it um, I'm a big musical theatre fan and always growing up and listening to your, your Phantom of the Operas, your Jesus Christ mm. superstars. Andrew Lloyd Webber, Tim Rice. I, I would always say, I was like... How on earth can someone write music and not write the lyrics? Like, I could not separate those concepts in my mm. mind, not being musical. And then I sat down and was like, Oh, I'm just writing out, yeah, good thanks. It's essentially writing a poem. Yeah. And took it to Joe and said, You got anything that you can put this to? But yeah, it's, mate, it's just, as it says at the beginning of the song, Friday's night, Friday's line. It's just Blue a. <laughs> it's, it's literally just about being at Fridays and running into people at who from school who. It's not saying necessarily that you don't like them. You just. Absolutely have nothing to say to no. them. And the chorus, I guess, is capturing that conversation of, hey, you been since uh, school, th- how's uni? Yeah, good thanks. yeah now, good, thanks.
0: Now, something the boys and I only noticed...
2: <laughs> Very late in the show,
0: we figured this out. <laughs> um, was, Henry, that there's a line in the song, there's a call and response bit in the bridge, where you sing, remember that time at camp, and the response is, I go to therapy. Yeah. Now, here's something <laughs> you like to own up to about camp at all I think the
2: second album uh,
0: <laughs> is where we're going to just edge my,
1: away. My and Unpacking
0: demons. <laughs> <laughs> Unpacking your demons. The second Bad album. Night the, in a Tent. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Gorge with the instructor, uh, <laughs> our third album.
0: But, yeah, Good Thanks was also one of the great contributions by Cam, who goes, oh, Nelson just play some Stooges piano. To which we said, huh? Uh, to which we said, we have no idea And Nelson was is. like, oh, yeah. But Nelson just plays it, and I love the piano. Yeah, Good Thanks has gone from... It went from quite punky
2: to being quite a fully-fledged, almost like a 50s rock and roll song, yeah. which mm. I love. And I think we, Joe's put together a playlist of influences, mm. and to give you an idea, the influences to Yeah, Good Thanks is a bit of Ballroom Blitz uh, and the Time War. Yeah, of musically, it's, a bit of the Time War. Uh, the vocal performance is probably our most theatric, mm. uh, bar potentially one other, which will come up soon. Mm. Um, but let's do that. A country town
0: f uh, so this was a song I wrote originally over a year ago, I wrote it in Dublin when I was feeling a bit homesick and it was about the Ashes, because I'd just come back from the cricket, and I wrote a song about the Ashes, and I actually played it to um, Jack and Hattie, friends of the show, uh, and I taught it to them, uh, and in Dublin they were like, oh yeah, let's use this song for the band, we're going to start when we get back to Brisbane, and then a couple of months back, I was like, no, I might use it for the mangroves, stole the song, uh, so I stole, stole the song from myself. Um, and yeah, change the lyrics to being about Expo 88, which for anyone interested in Brisbane history, or even if you have, you know, literally parents in Brisbane, changed the face of Brisbane completely. Yeah. Southbank used to be like ultra dangerous prostitutes, criminals place, Expo 88, changed the face of it. Stefan used it as an opportunity to buy like everything. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You have that great line in the chorus, the country town with the heart still yearning. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. You, you pulled from a, an article on Expo. Mm. Did I? Yeah.
2: Oh, geez. Oh, geez. You're bragging about it So
0: no, Joe's a plagiarist
3: Pretty good uh, of <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: out uh,
0: Yeah this song does sound A little bit like Dawning Cam right can we mates, get the lawyers To get <laughs> this uh, yeah, podcast please Maybe like Article Never read an article <laughs> um, But yeah no, and, and Brisbane is called Always the biggest country town and it's probably and hundred it's it's percent still is. You can't go anywhere
2: without knowing someone. Hell yeah! I think this one more than anything taps into the like it's just sheer love for Brisbane. It's yeah. it's giving it a big old hug, and I think it's
0: less about a Brisbane experience than just about like
2: love for the city itself. And I years. mean, this is the best way possible to. It's probably one of our cheesiest songs. In oh, that, well, it's yeah. that It does end with la 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 la, which I like as it, and it ends with a fade, very very seventies. It's very fun. Um now here's fun <laughs> and theatrical in a different way.
3: When I'm the people are all
2: Well this is a bit of it, says, it is what it says on the package. Uh, our fifth song Winem What's it about, home? Uh Big,
3: big, big secret. It's about Winham.
2: Whoa. Yes, uh, and for anyone who's listened to a band that started
0: from a uh, podcast about suburbs, this would be the least surprising track on the album,
3: <laughs> <laughs> that it's just about a suburb. Tell us about this one, Matt. Uh, yeah, I mean, first rehearsal, literally, like, mm-hmm. we just jammed it out and got it done. It, it's a two-minute song about Winham. Some say it's uh, Walking a Dangerous Line Close to Song 2, <laughs> song two? by Blur. Yeah. It's not. If you listen to them back to back... Uh, I actually have them on
0: my playlist of, like, influences for the songs we did. And if you do listen to them back to back, they're not that similar.
3: No, it's the just mentally you think they are it's when you hear the chorus. Because
0: you have a chorus where the only uh, lyric is a winner. <laughs> <I> mean, it, <laughs> look, it is quite similar. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be
2: honest, it is. I'll see you in chorus. <laughs> Hamish's vocal... Performance in the in the verses, though, is one of my favourites. Oh, this amazing. is almost just whimsical and cheeky <laughs> it's, to an exorbitant degree. I did, a, degrees. did,
3: like, one take, and I was like, oh, was that all right, guys? And you're like, yep, done.
2: Move yeah, on. yeah, yeah.
0: I was thinking, was that a bit too silly? Well, that would
2: up it. It also uh, features two of my favourite <laughs> things, the band's name and then my favourite line of the album, but we'll let you listen to that yeah. one for yourselves because you'll, know you'll probably know uh, it. It
0: features one of my favourite parts of the album, which is... Uh, Henry is probably the most accomplished comedian, uh, both in stand-up and sketch, of the group. Hamish and I decided to do a skit <laughs> on this song. Yeah, the so ex- here's one. We have a
2: Kanye <laughs> college dropout esque skit in, <laughs> in the, the, the middle, middle of, of Wyndham. <laughs> And it's a two minute song And there's a sketch in there's a We need two males To talk a little bit In a comedic way <gasps> Let's not do it From the podcast That is that <laughs> Apocalypse was born Hamish took the role
0: I, me and, I, I, and also That came from uh, That came from you Missing the first rehearsal
2: Yeah Because yeah. Hamish and I Were just
0: like I oh, will just do a bit Of a talking bit Hardiness be not rewarded In the can't, musical world Can't wait for you And Nelson To do your <laughs> yeah. own skit mate.
2: Nelson and I Scarfs at the ready Will be uh, puffing out our own Larson. sketch Very soon um, Let's talk track 6 Which is a name you will also recognise. So so
3: so so
0: this is close to my favourite song on the album, and it comes in at track six to really, you think you've got a good idea of what this album's about, you know, like pretty, you know, indie pop or fast rock songs about Brisbane. And then Salisbury Has Warehouses comes, which is a 80s-style waltz with one of the biggest choruses we've ever written. Uh, It's a Hamish Litster
3: original. Tell us about Salisbury. God, it's trying to trick you into feeling something.
2: Oh, mate. Oh, man.
3: It feels... The whole premise of it was that I was mucking around on the guitar just playing these four chords, like... Picturing some like They're good chords too Yeah they're good chords Majors, majors, majors and Majors and minors They work together song is one. in
0: a minor key actually
3: hey. You can just picture Like someone just Pouring their heart and soul yeah. out About you know Someone who broke their heart Like doing this massive thing With an orchestra behind yeah. it and this song's about Salisbury. It's about <laughs> Salisbury having warehouses. And it's literally because we went there to a rave in March just before COVID. It was at actually a an awesome
0: rave. It's one of my most treasured memories
2: of Brisbane. Awesome so I'm son. so glad it's been immortalised. <laughs> uh, yeah, as Hamish has said, it's just a song this passionate and transcendent and emotive has no right to be about warehouses and storage <laughs> on the South Side. And got, it got a smile out of Cam. Yeah, it I got think, a
0: smile. I think it was was it Mitch, friend of the show, Mitch Barkley, who said. Mitch was crying. Mitch was crying, but he said, said, I can't imagine any other lyric being there. Like, it sounds like a song that should be about this big, beautiful, epic love story, but I dare our listeners to write in with a lyric that could feasibly replace Salisbury has warehouses. Yeah,
2: mate, it's unreal, and it's definitely... um it musically takes it the album to definitely the b side of having that different um that different feeling and that we're going to go a bit more tonally emotional and uh the sax solo oh. <laughs> hold on to your genitals it's a great spot
3: Another classic Brisbane location ticked off with uh, a song by Joe Dwyer. New Farm Park.
0: Mm. Uh, it's Theoretically, about having a one-night stand, that's a bit awkward, but you want it to go into the next day, so you ask if they want to go to New Farm Park. Now, cards on the table, has never happened to me. I don't think it's ever happened to any of you. But I could imagine it... Like, New Farm Park is a... Colla- oh, you've been on a date to I New i went Park. on a date to New Farm Park,
3: yeah. yeah. It was I had a fun. breakup at New Farm Park. Oh. Whoa, who? Yeah. We won't go into it. Oh, jeez. Where was it?
0: But, no, New Farm Park, uh, it's quite a high chorus, and whenever we rehearsed it, I think I sort of cheated a little bit and didn't really sing it properly. And then we got into the studio and I felt pretty fucking found out the first time I had to <laughs> sing it. And so there's a lot of Hamish and Nelson backing vocals there to help me out on New Farm Park. Mm. Um, but that was another song that just literally came from that first rehearsal because yeah. I had this riff and this chord progression. And um, I actually, no, I recorded a demo of this and I was driving with my mum to somewhere and I had it on my phone and I played it to her. I went, what suburb do you think this sounds like? And she goes, oh, New Farm. Ah. And it came from
2: there. So, like, oh, well s- done, Nadine. And just to bring it back to the bass for a second, probably one of the more complicated bass lines in the Ooh, pre-chorus. You got to the second bit. string on this one.
0: You know what? You yeah, know what it does? What you do know know what it,
2: goes? it goes, five, nine, seven, lower seven, top seven, five. Yeah. So, you know, a bit of that for you. It's oh, fun. This, this guy's good. <laughs> I, can't also, like, it, um, I can't believe we got him. As you said on the vocal performance thing, it's worth mentioning that... Um, it was over the Saturday and the Sunday that we recorded the album and we went to the Wallabies uh, at uh, the Saturday night at Suncorp and we didn't record vocals on day one. We just laid down all the instrumentals and then we were going to do vocals on day two, the Sunday. Um, now, we all said, oh, listen, we're going to go to the Wallabies tonight. Let's try not to yeah. cheer too loudly right. we'll have for the some, team. We'll have some tea and honey. S- say the voices. Now, usually going to a Wallabies game over the last few years <laughs> against the All Blacks wouldn't have been too much of a tall order saying preserve your voice and don't cheer too much. I would have this- expected
0: to sit there in silence and occasionally talk about how Michael Checker
2: shouldn't be coaching. This just happened to be the <laughs> Dave Red- era of the Wallabies <laughs> where we beat the fucking All Blacks at Suncorp a fight I never expected four
0: cards across the course of the game so of course you wanna ah, oh, bird fuck off piss off blah 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 yeah. as mm. they go off so it was, it was one game. of the most lively games I've seen of rugby Oh, it was absolutely time.
2: incredible And to just be standing there leaping to your they, feet, celebrating And then being like Yeah, the voices, the voices, the voices, oh, voices, yeah. voices like, a Seeing, like seeing the three se- boys the just there celebrating minute,
3: We were like, we need to stop cheering yeah. Yeah. We yeah. have to sing tomorrow Yeah,
2: just seeing oh. people, three boys Standing, miming out celebrations <laughs> In front of people being like Oh, Shucks, okay, it's only happened once Come on, oh, guys oh. It doesn't stop you being so smully You stupid Australian <laughs> Okay, oh, oh,
0: all a fun Are eh? you
2: guys recording an album tomorrow oh, what well, you got band rehearsals tomorrow oh, I hear
0: Here, hear Split Inns is uh, playing tomorrow
2: created here's we actually from New Zealand oh, just yeah, like over in Dragon <laughs> uh, but that's your fun pick summer
0: began that tropical high high like a fever forgotten July stress outfit at three times the wage The news wouldn't tell it on its own front page uh, 26 November. Uh, We're into the history part of the into album. Into the history part. It's it's our purest history ballad. Um, it was one of the most more late songs written for the
3: album. I sort of played it yeah.
0: to you guys pretty late just before we started it's, doing... It's,
3: and it's tonally very different. Oh, yeah. This is probably... The, I, like. the,
0: I mean, like, it's... Literally guitar harmonica. um, But it's about the Battle of Brisbane, which is a little-known part of Brisbane history, which was basically a two-day conflict between um, Australian and US military personnel who were stationed in Brisbane at the time, centred around basically Stockies and Queen Street and Adelaide Street. And uh, Henry and I will probably do like an episode on Battle of Brisbane at some point, but this Mm. song uh, tries to immortalise the life of one guy who died. The only casualty, allegedly... Um, was an Australian soldier called Edward Webster. And we remember his name. Named after. Would it be great if he was like my grandfather and I'd like reveal
2: this now? Oh, maybe so. He's not. I've got no idea who he is. <laughs> no. Well, no one does. Because, and I had a teacher it? called Dave Webster. Maybe they're related. He's a great guy. Who messaged us. He listens to the show. Actually, yeah. About the Mr. Saints. Mr. Webster, if you're listening, mm. like, let us know if you know Edward. <laughs> Awfully common name. I think David Webster was from Tasmania So huh. But who knows You know It was uh, all It was Anything Goes back then um, But yeah That's a great one It's a <laughs> Fucking stick. Anything Goes Tasmanians <laughs> could be in Brisbane um, could I, be in. I think the highlight For
3: this one for me Was the harmonica Harmonica yeah. Again Nelson just like Messages us A video At 1am And he's like Guys I've finally figured it out I've got the harmonica part
2: <laughs> okay, And he's sure. learnt,
3: He has truly learnt The harmonica for this song
2: He couldn't play it before well, I learned the bass, so, you know, there's a few people learning instruments around no here, guys. There's no bass on this song. No, annoyingly, because you taught me a bass line, mm. and I really liked and it. It sounded quite good, actually, yeah. Yeah, it was... But, b- now nah, we went for a sparse, just
0: like the streets of Queen Street after all the Aussies were killed. Am I right? To pass it
3: on, pass it on. To the... Uh, regatta Another, another historical Riscata. song Rescatta This Riscata. is about
0: parties I, I, And donor kings Regatta
3: <laughs> 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 This is about the Warriors Club You guys have been? <laughs> I, I reckon a lot of people Would look at that track list And be like Fuck yeah Regatta Club a, a lot of people club, lot of, lot of I reckon a lot of people <laughs> Are going to go to Regatta first up i reckon when they look at
0: the album they go oh shit yeah i love my time at women's you know we had a great
2: time regatta re let's go the fuck is this song <laughs> i adore that it is easily our most sincere song and it's that's beautiful called regatta and yet yeah, for that exact reason is that a lot of uh, a lot of fingers will scroll straight to it i suspect mm. and be hit with a incredible story from brisbane history yeah. that hamish wrote about it's one of the, one of those ones that Everyone knows about it in Brisbane.
3: The story of uh, Rosalie and Merle who, who chained themselves at the, to the bar at the regatta uh, to protest against women not being allowed to drink at public bars. Um, yeah, it's just something you, you always hear about. The ABC does a story on it pretty much once a year. Um, and so, yeah. Often oh, once
2: every three I figured it,
3: it, de- it deserved a, a song about it. So, Now, it, one yeah. of them's still alive.
2: Well, yeah. you had an interesting... Remember a few weekends ago at lunch?
3: Wait, yeah, I was, I was over at Stratty at a, a family friend's place and... This guy, the owner Ian, is you know he's been in a bit of a Brisbane socialite for fifty years, mm. uh, and he was asking me, "Oh, what are you up to now? You're still playing in bands and It's so Like, "Oh yeah, I've got this Brisbane band, doing a lot of lot of different songs." And there's this one about the women who chained themselves to the bar at the Regatta, and he's like, "Oh yeah, Rose and Merle, I was there, <laughs> <laughs> was there when this happened at
0: 1965." Yeah, that is incredible.
3: Um, if anyone like
0: knows, so it's Merle Thornton and Rosalie. Bognor. Um, I think Merle's still alive. Merle's alive. Yeah. I think Rosalie might have passed away. If yeah. anyone has any connection to Merle, let us know. I would show love her this n- song. I would love nothing more than to show her the song. Yeah, that's a good um, cool. one. Now, interesting little thing about Regatta I originally wasn't a hundred percent sure whether Joe it was gonna suit the, the album. Almost, as did Henry. Yeah. yeah. We we had a couple oh. of conversations. Not cut off for quality, but It just wasn't written. Oof. It was very yeah, last thing. Minute. It, it it was very last minute and in its original format, I was like, "Oh, do we need another acoustic song about Brisbane history? It became, since the
2: album's been out, it's the one I've listened to the most. Mm. I listen to it all the time. I, lo- I loved how this song came together. Yeah, because I was saying, I was going, oh, it just seems like we tick the slower acoustic history mm. song. And I, and I, I, part of me was like, oh, yeah, is this tonally... How we tell the story and whatnot, and then yeah, the way you guys kind of put your heads together, and also
3: together just and Nelson just rocking up with the, that piano part, that piano, the piano part, the, the guitar—it's one of my favorite guitar
2: pieces. Yeah, it's album, my favorite guitar guitar piece. It's a to wandering play. kind of guitar. It's thing. very, it's oh. very, very good. No, I love it. It's a beautiful love song. It kind of brings a tear now. So I think that'll uh, get a lot of history buffs. But um, now that's the history of two other events in Brisbane, but now a bit of contemporary, bit of contemporary this history.
3: You see that place. the corner, that's where I
1: lived
3: With my mates A crowded Brisbane sharehouse with no
2: kids The final, er, in, in earnest, track of the album... um is every time I walk by, there was actually quite a funny origin story of this song. So uh, we have at our house at the, at the Caxton Street Studios, the Cax Awards, uh, where we invite friends that are nominated by Joe, Jack, and myself um, uh, as to come and who has embodied the lasting contributions to the culture of Caxton Street. And uh, one of the nominees a few months earlier in the year ago was um, was Fergus, friend of the show, Fergus. And he gets up. And everyone gets to give a speech if they want to as to why they have most uh, contributed to the culture of Caxton. And Fergus gets up and he goes, oh yeah, guys, you know, is here, it's hitting the piss, but I want to talk about the more emotional part of this. When we all have kids and jobs and we're looking back, this house will be where we spent so much time and where we enjoy ourselves and has so many memories. And there's that song that I think captures Caxton Street for me. And it's, Every time I walk by. And that's what I'll hear <laughs> in my head every single time, no matter how many years go by when I hear this song. It'll be every time I walk by when I come past this house. He sits down. And we all go, That was a beautiful speech, Fergus. That's uh, actually and very emotional. I think we we're all quite stricken by the emotion for a period. So yeah. we didn't quite And then Hamish very politely hurtful. inquires, goes, Oh, um, who's a buyer? I don't know the song every time I walk by and he goes. Oh, hang on. Nah, it's not called Every Time I Walk By. It's um, Always Something There to Remind Me. <laughs> <laughs> always Something There to Remind Me. And we go, well, hey, that's nothing like that. Always <laughs> always There to, there remind, to, me. to remind Me. I like, guess the thing up. that's reminding you is the house, Fergus, but then Hamish just goes, bingo, and then just writes the song Literally. that Fergus could have imagined. Yeah. yeah, like wrote it wrote it on the walk from uh, my house just
3: around the corner on Huesla Terrace, uh, on the walk down uh, to Caxton Street. Um, hey, got for it. a rehearsal Literally like Popped into my head And I was like Done uh, Written from the perspective Of a Similar to Red Hills Sharehouse a, a, An older guy Kind of pointing to the house Probably and, Fergus Yeah you know Saying to his kids Jeez Had a lot of good memories there And you know Every time he walks by Just smiles Thinking about him mm. All his now, old friends Now
2: and keen fans of the podcast Can listen to yep. this Now Th- This
0: This song is Really Partly about Cast Caxton Street Studios. It,
2: it, it, it does I mean,
0: take some artistic liberties by talking
2: about unwashed plates. Yeah, which that would, which would never happen. Such <laughs> bullshit, mate. No the is so quite, offensive. And there's no... I mean, A, Joe and I are clean. B, Jack wouldn't have any unwashed plates because you throw that's Guzman cool. containers in the yeah. bin. <laughs> <Plate>. <laughs> you, can, you don't have a plate for a Getter Burger. But, <laughs> You're Ross, you eat the plate, mate. It's <laughs> <bit> of bread. <laughs> but we were saying... Yeah, it is about the house here, the the studios. And for those keen fans, we've always spoken about our neighbour, Nige, uh, who lives it's next door. And, <laughs> it's not his real name. We've used a fake name politely. So, here's a tease. Maybe if you go and listen to every time I walk by, the real name of Nige is revealed in there. It's Very only, strategically. It's a little, a little hint for people who go mm. listen to the album and our thoughts on uh, the decision to live in this particular locale. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a soaring, soaring... Beautiful song. ...part of the album. Weirdly and emotional. We so trick emotional. you into feeling. And we Actually,
0: I'll say, in the words of... I sent the album to my dad, who loves a bit of Aussie music, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he goes... And I take it as a good summary of the album. Uh, the Mangrove's deep affection for their home city is obvious. And that's what we want to do. We want to trick you into believing that deep affection. Uh, And he goes, great variety of genre, musicality, humour, sensitivity, history, but most of all, heart.
2: I reckon every time I walk by, it's got a lot of heart. Now, that's Joe's dad's review. (laughs) Here's what my my family said when I sent it to our family group chat. I was like, not officially. If you want to have a listen to our album, it's here on Spotify and Apple Music and sent it through. Dad. Nice work Henry. <laughs> Alice, nice. N O I C E. <laughs> then says, "Dell my dog has a rotten tooth. The fur is fine. She reckons it's a winter shed." And then Mum goes, "Yes, she's booked to have the tooth out for the 21st of December." <laughs> So we've immediately had my news cycle <laughs> stolen by my dog's rotten tooth. <laughs> so a very different pivot. takes on the I album. I didn't get a reply.
3: <laughs> I said it to my family. No, no reply yet. That was this morning. Nothing.
0: It's funny because last time, one of the last times I saw your mum, she goes to me. Now, Joe, when are we hearing a song from you? And I have I felt <laughs> You've got u- The music in you, don't you? I she? felt very under pressure because I was like, "B, you know we're recording an album soon. Mm. Why am Maybe I?" She Maybe she doesn't. No, this not. was when we were. You were playing for Andy. All right. Um, But yeah, no, I think it's a beautiful, true-ish finale to the album, but there is one more track on What's Better Than Brisbane. (laughs) That was the true final track, Castlemaine, which is all Nelson. Uh, And it's... uh, I don't think... People always get this straight away based on reactions, but it's a piano version of twenty sixth November mm. of the. We've got a Houston. cover of our own song. We literally. On the album. It, it seems like such an ego trip for me to have written this song, and they go, oh, Nelson, can you just do a beautiful piano version of it to finish the album?" Please?
3: I'm going to say it now. I want this song played at my funeral. Oh God, yeah. it's mm. so beautiful. What Nelson oh. has
2: done on the piano. It's haunting. Man. It is amazing, and yeah, something I like about it the most is that it's this piano played over the sounds of traffic in Brisbane and there is something so Brisbane about the traffic it's the the beep 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 of the road and crossing the, and the ooh. yeah it's like you know when
0: there's like a couple of cars that go by and we know because where we live it almost sounds like a sigh late at mm. night because it's not a roar of an engine it's just this hum that goes past you
2: and there's there's a beautiful little touch I like that you hear the traffic sounds and as the piano fades out the last thing you hear on this album is the siren of the tra- um, traffic crossing going from doo- and it's kind of this beautiful moment of Go walk, on and enjoy Brisbane Spread the word Walk on into Brisbane and um, enjoy it So that's the album Yeah and, thought, um, Two and, and, and a and half
3: listen. days 11 songs Yeah
2: yeah. It's not um,
3: hard <laughs> <laughs> Do it again it's Music's not easy. Hard though
0: Let's do it again in, I want to do it again in May Yeah, yeah. I've got I want to um, get two more albums out next year Same oh I want man. us to be able to look back this time next year and go Gee, we got a live show coming up. We have got about thirty-four songs to choose <laughs> from
2: for a six-song set list. I'm really, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. And something you guys to the Bruce Bruce Springsteen
0: four-hour show,
2: <laughs> okay, our like fifth a, ever show, a ran it tour. Um, you three guys three mentioned five. it on our uh, our music special from from a way back. Uh, getting played on Four Triple Z is part yes. of the rider passage, real rider passage, and we've already done it. I'm proud to say, uh, Ross Ritchie, friend of the show, uh, who's been a long time listener. He hosts a show on, I think it's over Saturday night into Sunday morning on Four Triple Z. And Ross uh, messaged me and said, "Hey, I'm more than keen to play a song." So, uh, what's better than Brisbane? Did end up playing. um, It got its radio debut well before it was out on Spotify, Apple Music. So that that played last um, over the weekend, last week. Now, Ross. Beautiful man. Love him to be- bits. He's a great mate of mine. Um, got a few things wrong uh, in his intro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Almost anything that he could get slightly wrong about the band, he did. Now, I'll say this in fairness to him, very early in the morning on a Sunday, and it isn't straight up being like, here's a new Brisbane band, and here's their song. It's It was a podcast, yeah. and then they have a live podcast, a and also the, the band is came from the podcast no, and it's a bad he, one. so in fantas to ross he was
0: going off his memory daunting. from from an unpacking brisbane episode where we talked about it hmm. um, but for starters he calls us mangroves band which is our instagram <laughs> handle <laughs> which, which, I guess yeah, it's the mangroves band. I don't. There's ha-
3: another mangroves band on Facebook, which is four old guys <laughs>
1: in red. <laughs> p-
2: <laughs> Raring ha- which is like- literally who we are. Yeah, for please, years please from go out. look up our rivals. They are the four old boomers, all in Hawaiians. I love and, them. And, and Hamish goes, "This is going to be us in like 50 years." And if I was it's like, like, "Mate, it already is." I owned the Hawaiian. <laughs> <laughs> I literally owned one of the Hawaiian shirts that one of the other mangroves was oh. wearing. Very annoying. Um, uh,
0: Richie also made the, although I love it for promo for us, the mistake of saying we have a. Show On 11th of December Tonight It's not Packing Brisbane show Yeah, uh, that's tonight uh, Sold out,
2: so Yeah well, We do um, have
3: some shows booked
2: We yeah. do Oh they yeah, really so. important uh, bit of housekeeping well, anything a, more em- about 4 triples? Well, we'll tell you that hey, Let's just have a quick listen to our yeah. radio debut
1: so, speaking of starting out bands, it's funny that you should mention that. I do have something, a hot new release in our little uh, little music box here before we uh, before we go. I thought I could drop this. Oh, yeah. Um, so, we've got a podcast, a local podcast, Unpacking Brisbane, Henry and Joe. Um, it's a good little podcast about the suburbs of Brisbane. You should check it out. They've uh, they formed a band and uh, they've decided to record an album all about Brisbane, an entire album. Interesting. Intro. There are uh... Their description is thus. Originally formed in 1982, the Mangroves cryogenically froze themselves under strict instructions only to be revived during Brisbane's renaissance. <laughs> the time is here. Now, the Mangroves have thought out in the scorching summer temperatures of the streets beach to provide, produce 11 songs all about Brisbane described by critics as the least accessible album of the decade. If you're not from Brisbane, this band isn't for you. And if you are from Brisbane, you can check them out. Their album comes out on December 11th. It's on Bandcamp. But they are having a live show at Fritzenberger uh, with Good Chat Comedy. It's oh, on yeah. December 11th. So uh, Mangrove's Band. We're going to play a song of theirs in a in a sec. Did you have anything else you wanted to chuck in there, Kobe, before we spin that? or uh,
0: We might come back afterwards. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, We'll probably play this and you got a short little track on the vinyl
1: laid up. Yeah, yeah. So we got... Um, What's the track called? What do you reckon? What's better than Brisbane? What's oh yeah. Track? So we got Hamish, Joe, Nelson, and Henry. Let's do it. Keep on listening for Z102.1
0: FM. So that was our radio debut. Thanks, Richie. Uh, thanks R- that's, so much. That's earnestly
2: very, very much appreciated. And-
0: Thanks everyone for listening to this
2: somewhat self-indulgent, but somewhat. incredibly self-indulgent.
0: <laughs> the whole band somewhat is self-indulgent. Slightly self-indulgent. There's <laughs> some motherfucker
2: sitting there being like, "Damn, I thought they were going to do Cannon Hill." <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gutted that Capera didn't get its fair due. <laughs> we will be back to suburbs we soon. We actually won't be. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll figure we'll out. We'll be but back
0: to like Brisbane Christmas. We'll be back to Brisbane. Yeah, um, but we have two gigs coming up for the Mangroves at Black Bear Lodge on the fourteenth of January. It's a Thursday night. It's in summer. Uh, the cricket starts at the Gabba next day. It's uh, very limited capacity. Tickets are going to go on sale for that. I think on the fifteenth of December. So four or five so. days after this episode drops. So that's Black Bear Lodge, fourteenth of January. Supports to be announced. Um, and the Flaming Galar Sunday. Uh, it's going to be Sunday the seventh of February. So we've already um, we've already done some live shows from back in Brisbane. Uh, so yeah, we familiar, love Flaming Galar Now the Black back uh, Black Bear. It's going to be the <laughs> Welcome Home tour because uh, obviously we've been touring this album in Europe for the last year yeah. uh, and Flaming Galar it's probably going to be a reunion show
2: should have some merch to be selling uh, as hopefully well.
0: some yeah. merch but yeah I can't wait to get out and play these songs live yeah. and um, I'm terrified you know listen to, yeah uh, it's going to be a lot harder on stage for me to be going three, 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 three five, 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 you will see seven, Henry
3: seven. there with a the music stand yeah. a bunch of numbers <laughs> flicking through the
0: map hey hell yeah hey Henry's a great performer moves around the stage a lot on stand up I reckon you're going to be seeing him standing dead still looking at his hand that's <laughs> why. That's good. Well, that's because basis always the moody, glum
2: one. That's true. So actually, I, I yeah. won't be. I won't be. When look too happy, I'm like, oh, what the fuck's wrong with you? I'm not gonna look too happy. The I'm blumber. just gonna be looking for those threes, fives, eights, and sevens. Yeah. Um, um. But yeah, tickets will
0: come out very soon for these, and they'll go like wildfire because it's limited capacity. So and, um, Black Bear Lodge, 14th January.
2: Yeah, very exciting. And if you are coming to our Unpacking Brisbane live show tonight, a very Brisbane Christmas, we're very excited. Um, it is sold out. Uh, thanks Time for that. coming. But. Didn't get a ticket. Didn't get a ticket, he oh, okay. um, But Good Chat Comedy uh, having us back there at Fritzenberger tonight. Uh, very exciting. But um, we will be playing the album. We'll have a... Yeah. We'll have a I little, mean, we haven't... Ha- Here's one. I haven't asked Jake's permission. I'm just going to hope he lets us on his Spotify to play the album. Uh, but we're going to try and, as you're rolling in, uh, have What's Better Than Brisbane playing as you take your seats for the Christmas show tonight, which will be very fun. Um, guys, earnestly, I mean, I had no right being in this band I got by with my bass but I am convinced that like my best mates are musical geniuses who have very, very uh, kindly and selflessly allowed me to learn bass to the minimum degree required to get in this band. It was always a dream of mine to be musical. It was always something I I wished I could do was to have a crack at this and Mm -hmm. so to not only have done that but to have an album I I cannot thank you enough and I love you boys for um, taking me on this journey with you.
0: You're a good bassist in the words of Joy when I played her a song I played her, yeah, good thanks and she just looks at me and goes, I can't believe fucking Henry's in a band before me. <laughs> <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon there's a lot of people in the world who rate themselves musically that are going to go, God, I can't believe Henry wrote this song. A, a lot, lot of bands list. out
3: there that have never done an album. Hey,
0: yeah, I'm at home, you know, no. mate, we can't. Thanks for having me. Thanks. No, for- thank you so much for being part of this journey. Yep. Hi, and I can't wait. It's not
3: over yet. It's just getting started. No,
0: no. we got gigs. The mangroves are growing. Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Google Play, on your Instagram stories, YouTube, on your Insta stories. Um, it's on TikTok as well. Oh, awesome! So if you're on TikTok, TikTok dance. Oh, we need. What are the the kids doing? Surely
2: Georgia can turn. Yeah, good. Thanks Into some sort of TikTok trend. Um, but yeah, guys. Please promote it Please post it Post on your stories Um, Vote for it on Triple J on Earth We're going to have some songs up I'm going to be more shameless
0: With begging for promo For this album Than anything Yeah yeah, Because it'll help us Every person as well if you just, you know, share a track on your Insta story, if you like it. If you're
3: from Brisbane, it's for Tell a friend. You. It's, it's literally for, it's for you. you and
0: about yeah. you. If you've ever been to New Farm Park, Wynnum, Salisbury, if you've ever lived in a share house or walked past Caxton Street, this album's for you and it's by people who have your same experience. So, tell your friends, tell your parents particularly. It's a real album mm-hmm. for mums and dads. And, um, and
2: share it around. Yeah, please do. And to take us out of this special episode, we'll, um, we wanted to go down memory lane walk by memory lane i suppose and uh play a little snippet of the episode months and months ago where hamish came on and we had a brisbane band special and where very rare for a band to have captured on the public record the inception of the band name and the band tone um so we'll play you a little clip of when the mangroves were created on mic guys go listen to the album promote the album if you come into a very brisbane christmas we'll see you tonight hamish any parting words
3: oh, just thanks for having me uh, can't wait you. to see how this do- does out in the
2: world beautiful thanks to uh thanks to everyone thanks to terribly <laughs> <laughs> um it'll be a blast so uh here to take you out is the history and of, of the mangroves
0: But so, Henry, Mm. guys, we need to decide on this band name if you're going to make it. It needs to be about Brisbane. It needs to be a bit quirky, but it needs Mm. to be catchy. Here's one for you. You guys ever go to that juice factory, like on the outskirts of Brisbane? No. No. (laughs) That famous Queensland juice brand.
2: Here's a band name for you. Golden Circle. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I know Golden Circle. <laughs> well, you <laughs> yeah. didn't when yeah. I was asking about oh, it. I yeah, in it, <laughs> it was some vague fucking intro. Uh, juice shack
3: <laughs> <laughs> on the way out to Nambour. Well, oh, <laughs> you boys
0: I have it. never heard of the juice factory in Brisbane. Golden Circle. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, I don't, I know, know. I don't know. Yeah. Golden Circle. Um, sounds yeah. not a knock.
3: It sounds like, a, like an Asian conglomerate of firms. Yeah. If you're going for like Afternoon Veranda Sunsets Brisbane rock band, mm-hmm. whip a snipper. Oh
0: yeah, I like Whipper. Whipper, Snipper Whipper has Sipper. a bit of rock and roll to it as well. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. Oh, I know it was said before. I really like the Mangroves.
2: Yeah, yeah I actually think cool. that's genuinely quite a good band name. Yeah, I think the Mangroves. And so I guess that's speaking to well not only your Redcliffe areas, but Mangroves are everywhere. Nudgy oh, Beach, I, like Nudgy, Nudgy Beach. I went for a walk in Balimba today, oh, and like
0: the Brisbane River. Mm. Oh yeah, true. Are
2: we are we going to settle on the Mangroves? I like The
3: Mangroves. The Mangroves is a very... You look at that name, you're like Brisbane. Final question. Yeah. Is it The Mangroves or Mangroves? I think it's got to be The, the. Mangroves. The. I think it's The. Because otherwise you spend your entire career being
2: called The Mangroves. The Mangroves. And <laughs> you didn't want it. Okay. Well, I'm happy with that. Yeah. All, All right. right. Uh, mangroves. Guys, good job. We've got a band. The uh, Mangroves is going to have their first single. And I can so see so. the merch just like a little droopy mangrove <laughs> and The and the Mangroves on a t-shirt. I'm Why do you want way? one to be droopy? Cause it's kinda like, oh it's, it's oh they're uh, flaccid. Yeah. I want my mangoes mangroves like as erect as possible. No, because Jeez. then they're smellier. Because the <laughs> <laughs> This is the story of to friends.